Hello, welcome to Why Not Me. In life, we face many trials and obstacles, many challenges, and in the thick of it, we can be tempted to think, why me? But every obstacle presents an opportunity and every trial can bring triumph. So I want to encourage you to adapt a mindset of, why not me? When, when in the middle of it, when things are tough, look around and think, why not me? It's, it's happening for a purpose. And then when success is at your doorstep and all you have to do is open it, you may find yourself hesitating, questioning, is this for me? Do I deserve this? And I want to encourage you to adapt a mindset of why not me? Throw the door open wide, shout to the world, why not me? Embrace your success. I'm your coach, Todd Halls. I'm grateful to have you on this journey. Welcome to Why Not Me. Hello, hello. Welcome to Why Not Me, turning trials into triumphs, seeking and embracing success. This is Coach Todd Halls here, your host uh, for the show. I'm super excited for today. Uh, got an amazing guest. His name is Ash Smith. I'll tell you a little bit about more, him, more about him in a minute. I'm super excited uh, that you're tuning in. So thank you so much, uh, listeners, for giving of your time, and I hope you find uh, tremendous value in this. So my friend is with us today, Ash Smith, um, an amazing man. You're going to love him. Uh, as I know him, he's an entrepreneur. He's a business founder. Um, he's a Christ follower, and he loves sports, all sports, uh, and so much more. There's so much more to him than that. But with that, I'm going to let Ash uh, fill in uh, anything I might have left out. Ash Smith, thanks so much for being on with us. Please fill in any blanks you'd like the, our listeners to know. Uh, Todd, thank you so much. Uh, a true blessing to be here with you today. And, uh, you know, to anyone that's listening, I, I hope that, uh, you know, there's a, sh a small message that, that reaches your heart um, of, of joy and positivity from from what we discuss. And Todd's uh, hit the nail on the head, as they say, um, a Christ follower, sports lover, um, and, and all sports for sure. Um, most people usually think like, football, basketball immediately, but, um, you know, through the college recruitment work that we do, and I'm, I'm sure we'll discuss a little bit, uh, you know, we've worked, so I've worked so heavily in, you know, soccer, softball, lacrosse, different disciplines of track and field and swimming. And um, so a pretty diverse profile in the sports world and, and have worked with athletes from um, about a dozen countries uh, to enter the United States on, on NCAA scholarships. So, um, sports uh, lover, uh, sports obsessed is absolutely spot on. Um, definitely, uh, definitely love my family very much too. My my mum and dad live in England, uh, in London. Uh, I have an older brother there with his wife and kids, and uh, another older brother in uh, in St. Louis, in the Midwest, uh, with his wife and kids. And it's funny the the brother in St. Louis, uh, you know, Brad, to mention his name, uh, he was really the inspiration for me to get into college recruitment. Um, you know, we were born and raised in Adelaide, South Australia. And, uh, you know, Brad was a super talented golfer. He came second in the 2004 Australian Amateur Championship. And uh, being that good, there were no U.S. coaches recruiting him. So, you know, you could be the second best player amateur in, in your sport, in your country, and coaches just still may not find you. So um, Brad did a lot of hard hard groundwork and managed to get recruited to a junior college in Iowa, uh, to Indian Hills. Um, he won the 
won the NJCAA championship outright and, and transferred to the University of Alabama at Birmingham, went D1, um, you know, became a D1 golf tournament winner, uh, went on tour. I had the blessing of caddying for him around the world a few times and getting behind the ropes. What, a, what an experience that was. Um, but, uh, you know, long story short here initially, that's, um, that's what really led to the love of sport. Um, you know, born and raised around sport at a private Christian family and private Christian school, uh, went to Scotch college in Adelaide. And, um, you know, my, my father actually, my dad became a, a, a pastor, um, uh, in, in, uh, at the St. Peter's cathedral in Adelaide. And so, uh, you know, we were, we were, uh, you know, around that a lot and seeing him even in the traditional robes a little bit at Easter service. And, um, so yeah, it's, Sport and Christ has always been been at the center of my life. So that's amazing. What an amazing journey. So how did so how did you end up? How did you find yourself in South Florida uh, from Adelaide, Australia? Yeah, it, it's fascinating. You know, I I love South Florida now, and it feels like home. But I I never it was never a destination to live, which is fascinating. Um, I, I originally left Australia for Switzerland and, uh, I moved to a town called Lausanne to live and, yeah, I fell in love with the Swiss landscape and, and figured that that's where I'd be forever. Uh, but about 11 or 12 years ago, working, uh, in the college recruitment space, I was published in a magazine that was very far reaching. So there was this you know, bold centerfold picture of me in a suit. I was 26 years old and I was going to change the world of education and sport. And, uh, you know, like some guys in South Florida, uh, many, many years ago, uh, you know, reached out and they were in a town called Wellington, Florida. And I was like, wait, Wellington, New Zealand, you know, so it was Wellington, Florida. Um, and then I got kind of stuck here. I got, you know, just fell in love with South Florida met a lot of fantastic people. Um, something people probably don't know about me. I became a realtor for a short, short time. Um, and, uh, and, and sold a bit of real estate in, in Palm beach County. But, um, again, I was just always way too passionate about serving the youth through education and sport and, um, and helping these athletes get scholarship opportunities and, uh, so I continued to pursue uh, my company, Athletes Dream LLC, uh, here in Florida. And, uh, you know, athletesdream.com is our college consulting website. Um, and that, that's, what, that's what led me to, to be here in South Florida. <laughs> cool. So you, you said uh, you ended up, your words were stuck in South Florida. And, man, how lucky for you that this, this is the place you end up stuck. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so as somebody, so I haven't traveled abroad. I've been, I've been out of the country, but never, ever left the continent. So you know, just thinking about your journey, not only did you move around the world, um, you went on down your own real estate, then you went out and started this business, which is obviously your, you just your heart's cry and passion. Um, it seems there's a lot of courage involved in some of those decisions you've made. Tell us a little bit about that. Was there, was there ever any fear you had to overcome or was it just eh, part of the, part of the day to day of Ash Smith's life? 
I, you know, I appreciate you saying that, Todd. Um, and candidly, I'd say there's there's elements of fear in in every day. Um, I often say to people, "Oh, you don't understand what it's like to be a foreigner in a, in the United States." Or, um, and I've been here many years now, and I feel more American than ever. But uh, it, it, there definitely was a lot of fear uh, when I first left Australia um, for Switzerland, for example. Uh, I had a I had a full time job in Australia, and I remember I was pretty much like, if I drop the job, move to Europe to pursue the sports recruitment business, I've really got to make something happen in the first four weeks. Like I, you know, that that I had about a month uh, up the sleeve, and so uh, that that took a bit of courage to just move to, especially then to Switzerland and in the southern part where everybody was speaking French. And, uh, you know, je parle un peu français, but don't speak a lot of French, uh, just a little. <laughs> and um, a, lot of, a lot of challenges to overcome, just cultural differences, uh, you know, being consistently not really near my parents, not really near my brothers, and, and really just moving away from the childhood friendship group um, is, is and was way more challenging than I would have imagined. Um, but you know, the Lord has continued to, I, I believe have his hand on my shoulder somehow. And I feel, um, grateful and blessed every day for the strength to just wake up and breathe the Holy spirit and, uh, you know, be, be it feeling happy or sad on the inside, deep down, having the strength of Christ within to know that my personal cup is full. And I'm able to provide others with that strength um, and, and carry that through each day. So, yeah, I appreciate you saying that, though, and, and, and mentioning that. Definitely, I do feel inside there's been some courage involved. Yeah. So, well, thanks for your candidness and, and sharing that there's um, fear sometimes on, on the daily. Um, what would you... What would you tell somebody that ex- that experiences that in, wherever they're in their journey, looking at a big decision, they're going to move across the country, or across the world, or or start a business, or not start a business, switch jobs, asking asking, you know, ask their significant other to marry them, what, whatever it may be. How do you how do you um, cross those waters, so to speak? Yeah, I I would say. Uh, candidly keeping God as the first thought um, and and trusting that the decision that's then made wasn't forced and that um, I was at a great uh, coffee meeting this morning with some gentlemen and uh, we were discussing about being still and that doesn't mean stopping but just being still and calm enough to uh, hear what the Lord would have you do. And I think for anyone that's um, searching for that type of guidance from God, um, it just takes a stillness in your in your heart, in your mind, to know that the Almighty Creator is there and present and, um, and He is guiding us all individually. Uh, so, yeah, I just think, yeah, having the stillness and the calmness to be able to hear what the next step should be um, is a really, really important, important one. Yeah. So, and it's interesting because even 
I'm speaking for maybe you've never experienced this. Even when you hear the the voice or you, you get a song, strong sense of, okay, God, I, this is what you want me to do. There's still the humanness that's like, okay, I heard you, but did it really? Like, do I, do I really have to take this step? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, I find it challenging sometimes. I mean, you ever experienced that? For sure. Um, because, uh, and to elaborate a bit more on the sports industry and, and how I work in the sports industry, uh, I'm, I'm dealing with that, as I said, every day and, and elements of that earthliness, humanness. We are spirits in these fleshy beings, but um, yeah, those elements of how do we take on the next challenge, the next project in this earthly realm and, and make some great things become a reality. Um, and so, and so for sure, I, I, I definitely, definitely feel that. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. 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 You mentioned a little bit ago, like you made a distinction, you talked about, um, happy, sad, but then even going deeper inside. Can like, can you unpack that a little bit more? Sure. I, I think, uh, on the daily and everyone's different, but I think on the daily, there are times in our lives where we're overly happy, like overly joyous. And, and whether that's on the daily, on the weekly, the monthly years, when you look back in your life where God, it was a great year, a great six months, but we've all had challenges where, you know, God, that was a tough six months or that was a really tough day or a tough couple hours for whatever reason. Um, and so personally, I just use those words, happy, sad, um, you know, or like joyous or, you know, down or, you know, just to be candid. Um, and so I think they're normal feelings that come across humans, all of us. Um, but, you know, again, that's where that faith in God and Jesus and knowing that the light is there. Like there is a, there is a hope. There is uh so call it the light at the end of the tunnel, (laughs) but just knowing and trusting that that's there, um, is, is so powerful. It's so powerful. And if people can tap into that more and more and try to tune into that, it provides a sense of peace and well-being that transcends any, any situation of, you know, loneliness or difficulty or anything like that. Um, yeah, for sure. I think. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, sir. So when did you know that athlete's dream was your dream? Hmm. I would say, uh, I would say it hit me the most significantly. You've asked a great question and my brain, um, is spinning on that. I would say for real, in like March, 2013, I hadn't thought up the name yet. Athlete's dream wasn't a name. So it didn't exist yet as an entity and to try and keep it simple, but I was in Paris. I was at UNESCO, uh, the United Nations education, science and cultural organization. I was at UNESCO in Paris and I was actually having a exploratory meeting about this logo athletes dream online and it was about a concept of providing online university scholarships to athletes in their home countries and 
at the time I mentioned it to a gentleman, uh, Alexander Shislik, and I, I gave him the concept. I said, you know, athletes go to America. Americans all enjoy the NCAA and we all take for granted how phenomenal the NCAA is and the impact it has every day and the NAIA and, and the junior college system. But I said to this gentleman at UNESCO, what if there were an international platform in every country, in every sport, summer, winter, male and female, and these athletes could get scholarships to study online and stay in their home countries? So like a, a Bayern Munich under 18 soccer player could study engineering online, but keep playing in his club structure in Germany or a, a long distance runner in Kenya. And they could keep running in the Kenyan National Olympic setup in their national running federation, but get a math degree online and we could bring the education to them. And when I mentioned it to the gentleman at UNESCO, he just sat back in his chair and he said, Ash, you're talking about a solution to a global problem that you can't solve. Like that's, <laughs> it's perpetual, it's eternal, it's every year that so many people, and I was like, that's what I thought. <laughs> um, and mission on. <laughs> and I remember that day, I caught the train from Paris back to Lausanne in Switzerland. That's where I was living at the time. And it just, I was staring out the window like, man, I've got to do this. Somehow, God, give me the strength. I don't know where to start. I don't have an organization. I don't have a name for the organization yet. And so long story short, fast forward, you know, 10, a decade, um, athletes dream online, you know, not, not just athletes dream as a college consulting business, but athletes dream online, ADO, is a is a 501c3 nonprofit um, registered here in Florida. Um, we have we have uh, the largest online university in the world as our education provider. They're in uh, Milton Keynes in in the UK, and uh, you know we're ready to provide these online university scholarships to athletes in any nation. And uh, it's been a very challenging process to keep everyone on the same page in different countries. But um, you know I just wake up every day and the mission that is ADO to serve the youth through education and sport. It, it gives me a, so much hope and encouragement every day that we will very soon be reaching many, many athlete lives. And what a phenomenal network to, um, you know, undercover, bring the gospel with us, evangelical type. <laughs> so um, I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah. And I'd say so March, March 2013 was the day it really hit me that, wow, you know, and it became the name Athlete's Dream, but uh, that's where it really started. Cool. That's incredible. So if I'm hearing you right, and we'll circle back, we'll circle back to Athlete's Dream, but a little bit, uh, learn a little bit more about Ash. So you're sitting with this person um, and tell them you share this vision and his response was essentially, it's impossible it's a perpetual problem. There's, there's like, it's a, it's a, it's a non-starter essentially like end of discussion. And your yeah. response was, that's exactly what I thought game on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like somehow. <laughs> and has that, so has that, there been other times in your life when that trait come has come up like 
because that's kind of unique. Like it wasn't like, oh, really? How, well, why do you think that? Or it was simply, oh, yeah, that's what I thought. And now I'm going to go do something about it. Is that right. a lifelong trait of yours? Uh, maybe, maybe a little bit. I would say in school, like, uh, you know, not to, not to talk too much about my own sporting career, but um, just certain in, certainly in some high school football games, being Australian football or like played cricket, um, I rode crew. Um, there were many times in events where, or in a match where it just seemed like the match was lost. We were 25 points behind with just five minutes left and somehow I kicked four or five goals off my own foot in five minutes and we won the game by a point. Or, um, you know, in a rowing race, we were several boat lengths behind with only 250 meters or like, you know, 500 yards to go and we managed to pull together as a crew of four and row through all the other boats and win by a split second. Um, you know, things like that. Definitely. Uh, I remember, um, and, and yeah, I would say, uh, in this, in this college recruitment business, I've had to stay very, very calm and, and I've had to learn how to stay very calm in dealing with the student athlete and their parents when sometimes at the last minute a scholarship falls through they thought they were going to be going to you know Baylor on a full ride and for whatever reason the head track coach there recruits another athlete and it doesn't work out and in like somehow in an hour just got to figure out how to find the next coach that was next in line and line that up and get them connected with the family and get the opportunity on track and um, again I just thank God and praise God that somehow it's it's worked out <laughs> um and uh and if i would have just i mean i mentioned that i did real estate for a hot second in there uh when i sold my first property and it was a it was a penthouse in trump tower in west palm and it, it had been listed for nearly two years when i got my real estate license i was co-listed on it and when i looked at the details i was like this expires in 29 days how did they not sell it in, in two years? And somehow on the 28th day, you know, I closed it <laughs> for a record price. And so, you know, again, just thank God um, somehow it, it came through and, but, you know, yeah, definitely maybe last minute have been able to pull some things off. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Uh, again, <laughs> I feel like chasing a squirrel suddenly. So your first sale in your real estate career it was a penthouse in Trump Tower that had been on the, like, for all intents and purposes, like that thing was, had no life left in it. It had been on the market for almost two years. Yeah. So, so that yeah. being said, how did you, like, how did you transition out of it? Because it would seem like with that, with that sort of a start in that career, it's like, you know, what, what couldn't you do there? So what? Yeah. When did you transition? When you're like, no, this isn't for me. Well, yeah, I was in, so I was in sports and, um, some people that I met in Wellington, uh, Florida were in real estate and they said, you should really, you should get into real estate, Ash. We think you'd be great at it. So I, I did it on the side, the real estate school while I was still building athletes dream, got my license, got on, got co-listed on that particular property, sold it and, and forgive me anyone that's listening and, and, and takes this the wrong way, but I remember selling it and doing all the paperwork and the commission checks and so on and just kind of looking at it and being like, 
wow, like, okay, it was a little unfulfilling. Whereas when I help an athlete get a scholarship uh, and the, re the reaction from the, the, the student athlete themselves, their parents, the tears, I remembered recently being on a Zoom call with the head softball coach at Quinnipiac in Connecticut um, and a girl, Zali Adams, who's currently the starting pitcher at Quinnipiac. Uh, you know, we got her, I got her a full ride. Say we, I, <laughs> praise God. But um, it was just a, an amazing emotional roller coaster, the Zoom call with her and her parents. They couldn't believe that, you know, $60,000 a year and they weren't going to be paying anything. And as an international to come over and they're sponsored by Adidas and the cleats and the shoes and the apparel and all of that. And it was just like, and then just a couple of weeks ago, a, a track girl from Australia, uh, from Sydney, Ashley Perniker, um, you know, full ride to Ball State in Indiana for this coming fall. So coming up in August. And again, in that type of $60,000 a year space, you know, you times it out over four years, it's just a massive saving for these families. And um, it's, and then they, you know, the mom or the dad will do the visit with the kid and they're sending photos from the campus to me on WhatsApp and they're in the college kit with the new coach. And it's just like, wow, talk about, you know, life changing for the kids. And so in my mind, when I amplify that out into what I believe ADO and Athletes Dream Online can be in all these nations for all these athletes and how much it would mean to the athletes, particularly in like Latin America, Africa, India, you know, to get an online university degree. I mean, right now, none of those for generations, it's just never been an opportunity. So they've never even thought about it. Um, but I just, I have this vision uh, that God's put on my heart and uh, just can't let it go and got to see it through. <laughs> Gosh, that's amazing. Thanks for, thanks for sharing that. It's yep. 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 <laughs> Oh, thank well, you. <laughs> love to know I'm talking to uh, a heart-centered. Not that, not that that wasn't clear before, but um, <laughs> but just when when you think about your response, like yeah, you you you're filing the paperwork and you're just looking at the checks, and it was just like yeah, but what's almost like a what's the point type moment, and knowing that your passion and your purpose was to really have impact in uh, with with athletes and and their. And, and their advancement, really, and for some of them, the difference between um, going, like even a chance to go anywhere to college, much less, yeah. um, you know, getting a full ride. So, uh, it's so what's yeah. that? How's the process work? If somebody, you, you mentioned getting a couple, you mentioned a couple names and got them uh, full rides. Like, how does that even work? Um, sure. In, a, in, an, in an ideal scenario, to be idealistic, um, <laughs> you know, you start working with the athlete in freshman, sophomore year of high school, and that truly provides a, a two to three year window where the coach can see them early enough and then really track their progress and have them, you know, in their, in their recruitment mix. I mean, right now it's April 2023 and, you know, we have clients we're working with who are August 2026 intake. So, you know, coaches are already really recruiting them and they can't necessarily speak with them direct, um, but through an agent, a college agent, the recruitment questionnaires and camp information and a lot of stuff can be moved around. Um, and then, you know, like I think of a French, a French soccer player I'm representing right now, Charlie Berthier, and um, 
he plays with uh, Olympic Marquois in Lille in northern France and his mother, Laura, just a great lady. And is, is Charlie really good enough? Are you sure? Like who's going to recruit him? I'm really excited. But do you think the coaches or, I mean, like you wash D1 number one, he's absolutely like firmly on their radar and has already done the recruitment questionnaire. And then schools like Dayton and Indiana and St. Louis, you know, all these other top 20, top 20 D1 schools. Um, and Charlie's just such a good player that shows out on video. I mean, the kid's kicking goals from corner kicks. You know, we put up on social media, bend it like Berthier instead of bend it like Beckham. <laughs> um, and so, you know, but again, he's class of 25. So it's looking already two and a half years out for him to get the coaches at that high level that are like, we really want to watch him. We really want to potentially recruit that player. Um, on the flip side, um, you know, there are customers that have joined our program in their senior year uh, or just just after graduation. And they're like, I need to be in college in a few months. Like, I've got no time. And it's like, oh, gosh, you know, like, how are we going to find the right school? It's not going to be it's not going to be Dartmouth. It's not going to be Stanford, you know, um, because those they're just they've recruited. They've found their players earlier. But we've been able to navigate some some great opportunities. We had a, a basketballer from Queensland, Australia, um, just verbally commit to Heston, um, a great great NJCAA that competes against a lot of D2 programs. And he, he'd already graduated. Like he was out of senior year and just had to try and make it happen for him in a few months. And so he's just super excited about his opportunity. And I mean, again, it also really depends on the player, the athlete and the sport. Um, about this time last year, uh, a girl from Mexico City, Andrea Diaz, her and her family came to our company through my Mexican agent, Oscar, and they were like, you know, Andrea needs to be at a D1 program and she needs to be there in a few months. And I said to them, if you want her to go D1, she's having a gap year. She may have to redshirt, but we will make it happen because she won the Disney Summer Junior Open in Orlando. Like she traveled to America, played and won. But um, we, I managed to find her a full ride to Appalachian State inside about a month uh she's now been competing there on roster for now her first full season she's won tournaments she's won conference player of the month the the year um and so yeah again that last minute being able to make it happen type thing um so that's that's sort of the it's that's a summary of the process the idealistic way and then the rushed way um but you know we we represent the players on our domain so we build them their own websites and we use that link as a as a marketing tool to get in front of the right coaches and and uh, and attract the coach interest and it's been a it's been a great method you know a great method I'd say the secret sauce is probably a little bit in the communication with the coaches and then how to navigate some of the scholarship details at the last minute and it's definitely a bit of selling and promoting of the young player that goes on but um, when the kid's talented. It's a, it's a joy. <laughs> That's awesome. So, so the recruiting process literally starts freshman year of high school sometimes. For sure. Ideally. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Cause there's a lot of, that's a long window of time between, you know, freshman year and, and graduation and going off to college. Yeah. So freshman, sophomore year, and then into the end of junior year, you can really get to a position where, a handful of coaches or colleges really want that individual 
And then it's just a matter of getting through senior year to early signing period. Um, and, but, you know, starting senior year, you sort of almost know where you're going to go then instead of getting to senior year and being like, how do I find the right school? So you've been able to navigate the way through for two, three years instead of just being like, wait, where do we start? And it takes a lot of pressure off the kid during senior year. They enjoy their sport more. They're able to focus a bit more in the classroom and they're able to sort of share with their friends. Oh, did you know that I'm dealing with the coach at Indiana? Did you know that the coach at USF is speaking to me or, you know, so it's, um, yeah, it's, 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 God, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> it does sound like fun stuff for sure. So yeah. when you talked about the, the girl who, um, or these the shorter window opportunities, like they're seniors or they graduated, and like they figure out, you actually lit up a little bit. Do you do you enjoy the challenge that comes with those cases, or or I, I guess what's what's that like for you as the as the agent? I mean, there's there's way more pressure, and there's obviously way more chance that it doesn't work out the right way, um, but. Yeah, somehow, I don't know, I do enjoy that. I think I personally work well under pressure. Um, I've sort of not known any other way uh, for over a decade to than, than to be under pressure and just to have to have eternal faith that it'll work out by the minute, by the hour, by the week. Um, so, yeah, I think I do enjoy that a little bit. Um, yeah, albeit it's more pressure on me, the brand, the company, all of that, but, you know, when it works out, it's, it's a total joy. <laughs> so what is, um, what, what's your vision for, uh, athletes dream online? Like if you could, if you could paint that picture, however, however you wanted, God just said, okay, Ash, whatever, whatever you, whatever you see, let's go with it. What would that look like? Yeah. It's a really good question. So, in an, again, and I always use the word ideal to be idealistic. Um, the the cost the cost of an entire online university degree through the ADO program and our partner is is thirty thousand dollars. The whole degree, not not per year, for the whole degree for them to study online. So, so the vision at the moment is we are I I am driving ADO to just find the first scholarships. For athletes so that we have some stories and that we have a little bit of leverage but i will candidly say that in the last month even i've you know communicated with like the president at michelin and um, the head of the trust at bridgestone and i've had marriott international get back to me and they all sort of say at the moment wow what a great idea but it falls outside our giving guidelines and i say back to them thank you i'm sure it does because no one's ever thought this up before. So it wouldn't be in anyone's giving guidelines yet. <laughs> um, and so the vision and where it could be, I've there's only a few gentlemen I've met where we've had the conversation on the like exponential level. Um, but I believe the size, the scope of it, the actual market, the need, it's, you know, I mentioned the cost of just one degree and helping one athlete, but you know, you're taught it's, it's a multi-billion dollar industry that just has never been addressed. Um, and that is the vision that I'm pursuing with it for sure. Um, you know, I believe that the way Coca-Cola or McDonald's or any of those brands sponsor the NCAA, 
that they would understand equally why they would want to support ADO and put a shirt on the athlete with Coca-Cola or the M on the collar and have the, or on the hats and have these athletes worldwide studying as, you know, educational leaders, athletic leaders. And I mentioned it earlier, but what an evangelical opportunity to bring the gospel into all of this and, you know, spiritually, um, you know, holistically, uh, you know, bring that to a lot of these athletes. And in Africa and Latin America, so many of them are doing sort of Christian studies in high school already. And um, so, so yeah, I really see that as a vision. And um, there's a lot of philanthropic business people in the world um, who respectfully have, you know, and congratulations to them have gathered, you know, enormous wealth. And I believe that this is a project, a mission that can reach so many people that, there is an opportunity for a financial endowment to athletes dream online where even on a major scale, the, the funding would never actually be spent, but by it just being moved from one location to ADO, uh, it would generate in perpetuity a very large number of scholarships, uh, which we would be able to celebrate great corporate social responsibility. Um, it would generate international marketing campaigns like haven't existed um, you know, in America, the NCAA, just every day, the, the media, the marketing, there's just a whole untapped uh, opportunity here, I, I believe. <laughs> awesome. And what comes to mind is um, the impact um, for generations. Like it's, it's, it's truly infinite, the impact that will be had when these young athletes have the opportunity to get an education um that that otherwise would have missed them completely uh yeah Yeah. what a gift absolutely super cool so as well as as we as we start to wind down a couple things first first thing is uh for anybody that wants to get in touch with you learn more about you come alongside you anybody maybe has a young athlete and want to know more about how to work with you how what's the best way to best place to find ash smith yeah, for sure. I mean, my, my cell phone direct um, is 561-838-6129. Um, and uh, the best website at the moment is is athletesdreamonline.org. And, uh, and my email is ash at athletesdreamonline.org. Um, it's definitely the best place to reach me at the moment. And uh, I'm uh, working... Seems like 24 hours a day around the clock uh, with the strength of the Lord. So um, I would love to hear from anyone that that uh, hears this message. And if it touches your heart and you just want to have a conversation about the mission or as Todd said, if you have a, a son or a daughter or a student that's connected to you, that's looking for some guidance, advice, would, would love to discuss and talk about it. Amazing. Thanks, Ash. If you would, what, what, if you would leave our listeners with one question that they should be pondering or considering what question would that be it would be uh do yeah do you or anyone you know is is there is it you or someone you know that is wanting access to scholarships in sport or to be involved in supporting scholarships in sport um yeah. Cool. Thanks, Ash. It's yeah. been a pleasure. Love, love, love what you're doing. Love having you on. Thank you. 
blessing. Thank you, sir. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you. Listeners, thanks for tuning in. I I am so grateful uh, for your time. Whatever grand vision you've been given, whatever dream God has placed upon your heart, remember, you can. Until next time, be bold, be humble, stay healthy, stay hopeful, and live life strong. Peace to you. Well, thank you so much for listening. For even more on turning trials into triumphs and seeking and embracing success, go to toddhalls.life. That's toddhalls.life. And I look forward to serving you. Until next time, be strong, be bold, be humble, stay healthy, stay hopeful. Peace to you.